Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bets MGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. PJ Glasser, Kate Constable, we're filling in for Nick and Ken with the day off. They will be back tomorrow. Kate and I right now, we are on Stadium, so make sure you go to watchstadium.com. We're with you until 6 p.m. Eastern time, so about for the next hour and 20 minutes or so. We're also on YouTube TV, Roku Channel, Fubo TV, Samsung Plus. You can watch us on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. And, of course, we're on twitch.tv slash betql as well. We're running through all of the NFL games in Week 16 in the NFL. Kate, as we were heading to break, we were talking about this Bears-Cardinals game. You said you like your Bears at home this week, minus four and a half. I don't know if I can get there with you. The Bears are one of those teams. <laughs> I like it. I like it when they're underdogs. Like, I like them in games last week against the Browns. I like them in spots like they were against the Lions at home, against the Lions at road on the road. I don't know if I want to take a Bears team laying four and a half, Kate. You know, maybe if the Cardinals had Clayton Toon playing quarterback or Josh Dobbs <laughs> or with Kyler Murray back. You know, and it's not like they're playing San Francisco either. Their offense has been pretty good this season. Now, depending, I don't know what the weather forecast is supposed to be in Chicago, but obviously if you're getting a team from Arizona who's a dome team traveling to Chicago in December, that is certain something, certainly something you like if you're backing a team like the Bears. But I don't know, Kate. I just, you know, there's it's like teams like the Bears, like teams like the Commanders, like teams like the Steelers, like – if you're laying points like this, I just, I can't, I can't get there. So I don't know. I don't love the Cardinals either, but if I had to make a play, I'd probably be on Arizona. Well, that's like part of my thinking in this is like, when was the last time the Bears have been four and a half point favorites? I don't think they deserve to be four and a half point favorites, but if that's what the, the Vegas is setting the line at, like it's kind of like those odd games in college basketball where you have a ranked team on the road that 
ranked underdog on the road against a, a home favorite, unranked home favorite, where the unranked home favorite wins every time. Like this line is just yeah. so fishy to me that it almost feels like the Bears have to be the right side here because they're never favored by this much. It seems crazy. But I'm, I mean, I, I totally am with you, PJ. Like this is scary to lay this many points with a <laughs> Chicago team. You never know what's going to happen, but I got to back my my team at some point this season, and I have yet to do it in too many spots yet. So this might just have to be the one. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Any thoughts <laughs> on the total? Because the Bears have gone under in three straight games. Mm-hmm. They obviously played a low-scoring game against the Vikings, that Monday night game, under against the Lions, under last week barely mm-hmm. against the Browns. This one's at 44-and-a-half. Bears defense, as we talked about, is playing a lot better ever since mm-hmm. Sweat got there. Kind of almost like the over, though, in this game. Again, you always got to check the weather, especially when you're talking about a game at Soldier Field. Um, But we know the Cardinals can score, especially with Kyler Murray back. I think the Bears will be able to score as well. Fields is playing a lot better. Him and DJ Moore have been great all season. Um, So as long as the weather's good, I kind of like the over in the game as well. We are, we're going to disagree on both of these. I I think it's correlated a little. Like if I like the bears to win by four and a half, I feel like I have to take the under because that probably means their defense is stepping up quite a bit in this game as well, which would limit Arizona's offense. Right? So if I'm going to make an argument for the bears on the side, I think I'm also going to make an argument for the under as well. As good as both of these offenses can be at points, I just think the Bears' defense has been what's really turned their their. I can't say their season around. Their season has not been turned around, but it's given them a little bit more life and allowed their offense to flourish and maybe like not panic quite as much and have to carry the entire load. So I think I would look towards the under here. I don't know about the weather, but I don't think Chicago is um, anticipating any big storms or massive cold fronts or rain uh, over the next week. So should be safe there. Okay, yeah, that's that's good to know. I I just it's an it's an interesting game. It's an interesting game. Yeah. I, I think the Bears do win, but that four and a half, I could e- I could easily see it, you know, being yeah, like a three, four point game. So we'll see. Not one of my or favorite the Bears games. Just lose this game outright. That would also they, be a a pretty Bears scenario to have happen. They could, they could do that, too. Uh, a game I do like and a game that's going to be awesome this weekend is Dallas and Miami. Dolphins are one-and-a-half-point favorites. The total is 51. Kate, I came across a betting nugget on Twitter yesterday that is fantastic, and I didn't realize this. I don't think a lot of people realize this because we don't really think of Dallas very much as like a bounce-back team. Since the start of the 2021 season, when Dallas has lost the following week, they are 12 and one against the spread. It's a big number. That was, I was going, that was my nugget I had coming in here too, except I didn't have 12 and one. I just went back to nine and one PJ, but they're nine and one against the spread over their last 10 bounce back after their 10 losses, but 12 and one even more. Ooh, that makes me like Dallas uh, even better. Cause I'm on, I'm on the Cowboys this week and I think we get a bounce back spot from them. I completely agree, and I love the fact that this game is on the road too, right? If this was a bounce-back game at home, everybody would be on them because it's Dallas at home. But because Dallas is on the road, people are a little bit nervous because they're going to be playing on natural grass in Miami. People are a little bit nervous, but you listen to like Mike McCarthy, Dak, Micah Parsons, the players, the coaches, all of them after that Bills game. Like 
they all know they have to figure out a way to play better on the road. And that's what the narrative is going to be all week. That's all people are going to talk about all week is when we're talking about the pecking order in the NFC and we're talking about the Cowboys, do we trust this team on the road? Like, why do they play so different on the road? I think they are out to make a statement on Sunday. And like, this is a great venue to do it in because you don't have to worry. You're playing in Miami. Like that's, you don't have to worry about cold weather, right? Like, again, it's not on turf, which would be ideal for Dallas, but I think the Dolphins are a good matchup too. We know the strength of that Dallas defense is their pass rush, their speed. And two is not the most mobile of quarterbacks. Obviously he wants a clean pocket. They want to get the ball to their speedy receivers. They want to run it as well with Mostert and with a chain. So I think now people think like all of a sudden the Dolphins are good because they blew out the Jets after, you know, the Jets beat Houston and Stroud got knocked out of that game. But isn't like the knock on Miami as well that they struggle against like good teams. So it's an interesting game because Dallas, we don't trust them on the road. Miami, we don't really trust them versus good teams. Something's got to give in this game, but Man, that stat with Dallas is just, it's too hard for me to ignore. It was the same thing with the Lions. Like they were, before that Broncos game, they were 6-0 and against the spread off of a loss. They look great. There are certain teams that just respond well after a loss. Dallas has been one of those teams. So they are also one of my favorite bets. Love them. Take them on the money line. Think they win the game. Plus 105. Give me the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I love everything you just said, PJ. It, it does feel like the narrative around uh, the Dolphins in that they can't beat good teams. I mean, they have not proven that this year. It almost feels like that's a little bit forgotten over the past couple of months. It was talked about a lot really early in the season when they struggled against the Bills. Uh, I think it was, was it Philly also um, that they struggled against earlier this year? But they've won a, quite a yes. few games uh, as of late. And so that narrative has kind of gone away for now. Mm-hmm. But I think you're going to see that pop back up, especially if they lose this weekend, which I think they're going to do. Dolphins' offensive line is pretty banged up. That's going to be an issue for them. Their secondary is also banged up. Again, another issue, especially you know with the receiving core that Dallas has. Dallas couldn't really stop the run last week, but I don't know. I mean, I know Moster's been playing really well, but is that your main concern against this um Dolphins team like when I think of the Dolphins like I kind of think pass first versus you know them being a a dominant run heavy team um so I I think with just with the the injuries that this Miami offensive line is dealing with too like Tua could find himself on the ground quite a bit in this one uh especially Micah Parsons coming after you the entire game like that's tough right there so and also PJ it, it feels like this Cowboys team is different than past Cowboys teams like Maybe at some at this point in the season, the last year or the year before, they would have folded a little bit, gone through a, you know a rough patch in which they lose a couple. But that's just I don't think this is the same team. It something feels different. Yeah, I just I, I really like Dallas this week. I think they're going to play really really well. And something to keep in mind too, if this is a close game, Brandon Aubrey hasn't missed a kick this year. Hasn't missed an extra point. Hasn't missed a field yeah. goal. They obviously didn't need him against Buffalo, but. You know, if this is a close game, which it probably ends up being, having Brandon Aubrey's a pretty good weapon. If I was giving you a free bet, Kate, and I said you could place a future on Dallas plus 450 in the NFC or Miami plus 350 in the the AFC, who would you take? Ooh. That's a really good question because I I would want Dallas, but 
49ers in the NFC right? is, yeah, yeah that's, that's who you have thing. to go to. I think it would be easier for Miami to get past some of those AFC teams um, with the way they're playing, which is the opposite of how it's been the last couple of years. Like the AFC has been the dominant um, conference and the NFC's had, you know, a team or two. So for that, for that aspect, I think I would have to take the Dolphins, but I'm pretty confident in the Cowboys um, and their ability to hopefully make a deep playoff run. They're just going to at some point run into San Francisco and that's going to be an issue. I agree. I think the Dolphins are the play as well. And I think Dallas is better but I think the Dolphins are the play because I agree with you. San Francisco's in the yeah. NFC. I just, I, unless, you know, if they avoid injuries, I think they're going to the Super Bowl. And the Dolphins, like, they might get the number one seed. They play the Ravens next week. So even if they lose this game to Dallas, if the Ravens lose to San Francisco, which certainly could happen, and Miami beats Baltimore next week, Miami controls their path to the number one seed. So for me, it's just because Miami could be the one seed. Dallas certainly isn't going to be. We know that's going to be San Francisco. Um, so I just think they're in a better spot. And I think we all agree that the AFC is more wide open because Lamar certainly mm -hmm. hasn't shown us he can do in the playoffs yet. The Chiefs are down this year. The Bills might not even make it. And San Francisco just looks like such a machine right now that uh, I think the Dolphins would be the play for me. I agree. Yep. I, I would have to agree. San Francisco's just the way that they're playing right now. Like I don't see anyone getting past them. They're, they're too good. They are really, really good. They got a tough game though this week against the Ravens. We're going to talk about that coming up on the show. We're also going to get to Patriots, Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, and Eagles, Giants as well. We're going to talk some NBA as well. Two hours down, two hours still to go here on You Better You Bet presented by BetMGM. We're still on stadium, so make sure you stay with us, with you for the next hour until 6 p.m. Eastern time. She's Kate Constable. I'm PJ Glasser. We'll uh, take a quick break. We'll be right back. More NFL talk here. You better, you bet. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. That's what what did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus 